Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from uh, February 28th, 29th, and March 1st of 2000. No, that's wrong. There is no 29th this year of February. (laughs) Wow, no, I'm keeping that in. Um, Okay, from February 27th, 28th, and March 1st of 2021. Um, I cannot believe I did that, but I'm keeping it in because I find it hilarious. Um, okay, so like I said, this week, this month, we are going to go back to alphabetical order uh, properly, but I want to um, say the big change that I'm making this month is I'm going to go back to a Monday through Friday schedule. Um, so that means I'll have episodes posted on Monday through Friday. So what I've been doing is I've been recording Monday through Friday, which means episodes are going up Tuesday through Saturday. And that works. Um, Like, I don't listen to podcasts on my weekend. Um, So I thought maybe, like, if I did it this way. Also, it's just a a small change, and we'll see if I like it, if it works for me. Um, Great. If it doesn't, then I'll go back to making something that works. And yeah, um, so that's what's going on. Um, so we are going to start today with the Belgian royal family. So in Belgium today, we had a couple of different things happening. Nothing too big, nothing too exciting, um, but still things nonetheless. So we're just going to go through them very quickly and then move straight into the British royal family. But first, because it's Monday, King Philippe held his weekly audience with the prime minister. um, And then afterwards, he held an audience with Dr. Martin von Stinkist. That's what I'm going with, um, who is a motivational psychologist and member of the management strategy group that has been working with the Belgian government um, and advising on their COVID approach. So I don't know if that means that they're advising in terms of like a psychological impact of COVID policy um, or what that is, but... If that's what that is, I think that's really, really cool and really exciting um, and something that like... I haven't heard of many other countries doing, you know, right now here in the U.S. there's this big conversation about like kids in schools and like their mental health being impacted, Um, but really the focus is more on their education um, and like the struggles that students are facing, Um, but it's not really focused on mental health. And I will say like that's a very American thing. Like, of course it's not, um, just because Americans don't tend to focus on mental health. Like it's becoming more normal, but it certainly isn't super mainstream yet to have mental health conversations or psychology conversations around, um, a COVID relief. And that doesn't, it doesn't matter who's in charge at that point. Um, so that is, I don't know. I just found that really, really interesting. Um, 
And I like that, like, he was able to speak with the king about it, too. Like, I think that's really important and a really big spotlight um, on the work that's being done. The only thing I wish, and, like, this is kind of a critique of a lot of royal families, is I wish when they're doing readouts of these events, so, like, when they're posting about it on social media or they're putting it on their calendar, like, I wish they would go into more detail. So... Like, I'll make sure that I'm not speaking out of turn, but usually um, the Belgian monarchy website has less than they even put on their Twitter account or Facebook account or social media in general um, in terms of, like, history or, like, background information. Like, that just doesn't really exist. Um, And so I found, like, We'll get into this too with Denmark today. Like, sometimes a little bit of information is good, um, but I'm always like, keep it as um, inf- informational as possible. And like, I can weed out what I don't want to know. And like, that's on me, not on them to like give me what I what they think I want to read. Um, and th- I mean, that's the same of like anything like provide all the information and like we can work through that um so yeah um yeah no they don't have anything the only thing like they have is a little bit more about his um he's a professor as well and so they have um a little bit more on that than he than they did on the twitter posting like that's it um But anyway, like, I still think the event is really, really cool. I'm glad that that happened. Um, And so, yeah. Um, And that is what I think we'll end on in Belgium. That's all that was really going on. Um, Their calendar looks really bare. But again, like, these pop-up events aren't scheduled. I mean, they are internally, but, like, they don't post them. So, um, could be a quiet week. Could be a busy week. Only time will tell. But we'll we'll play it out. Um, So with that, we are going to go ahead and move on now to the British royal family. Okay, there is so much to unpack here with the British royals this weekend. Um, so we'll, I'm just going to go in chronological order because that seems like the best way to go about this. Um, yeah, okay, that is what I'm going to do. Sorry, I'm literally thinking through this while I'm recording. Okay, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go chronologically. So on Saturday... Um, video was released of the conversation that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge had with um, families um, who are assisted by Asthma UK and Diabetes UK Um, and that conversation was focused on like their time in lockdown um, because those two groups are of course um, a little bit more affected by the pandemic and the lockdown than um, your average Joe off the street Um, so they were having that conversation as well as, like, the glory of a vaccine. Um, 
where again, like, you know, it's, it's really interesting that the British royal family is doing this. I think it's really great because of how influential they are. Um, but like, they're talking about making sure people get the vaccine. And if people aren't getting the vaccine, I don't think, I still don't think the word selfish has ever been used, but like implying that like, if you aren't getting the vaccine, you're only thinking about yourself and no one else. Um, and like, I just kind of love that they're doing that. And like, it seems to be a super united front in terms of the fact that they're doing that. Like the queen has said it now. Will and Kate have said it. Um, when Charles was on his, uh, I don't know what he said during the webinar um, about like COVID vaccine myths and stuff. Um, but I'm sure he was like very um, promotional of the vaccine. Like, go ahead, get it. It's important. Um, and I don't know. I just think like I kind of love that they're doing that. Um, so that is how the weekend started. And then it was very quiet the rest of the weekend, nothing on Sunday. And then this morning, um, so, okay. So this morning, uh, rumors started flooding on Twitter that Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh had been moved, um, by ambulance. There was like no confirmation of this for hours. Um, but then was later confirmed by Buckingham Palace that he has been moved. Um, let me see if I can get to that easily um, because I don't have press releases in my day-to-day -day life. Um, okay, let me see here. Okay, so he was transferred to St. Bartholomew's Hospital, uh, where doctors will continue to treat him for his infection, as well as undertake testing and observation for a pre-existing condition. Um, and then Buckingham Palace says uh, the Duke remains comfortable and is responding to treatment, but is expected to remain in hospital until at least the end of the week. So he was moved. He was moved. Um, to an from King Edward the Seventh to St. Bartholomew's, which is an NHS hospital, not a private hospital, uh, like King Edward the Seventh is, and um, you know we're just continuing to cross our fingers for him. Um, obviously, this is now going on a three-week. Um, two week, two and a half week. I don't know. It feels like it's been a long time. Um, but also like I'm having trouble keeping track. Definitely two weeks. Um, we're coming up on two weeks, I think. So obviously this is serious. Um, and I'm not going to speculate or anything like that, but like clearly if you're in the hospital for a longer than a couple of day period of time, it's something serious. Um, now I, you know, so just continuing to cross our fingers, send good vibes, pray, do whatever you do, um, that he starts feeling better and is able to go home. Um, and now I'm going to go into like a personal rant a little bit. 
because here's how this happened for me this morning. So I live five hours behind UK time. Okay, so like I always wake up to royal news and that's fine. I've gotten really good at like weeding through it. But Twitter has started to not show me my timeline in chronological order. So this is how I found out this news. First, I saw all the rumors and the speculation. So it felt like I was living it all in real time. But then I realized that it had already been confirmed that it was him. Like, it was already done. So I'm just like personally a little frustrated with Twitter because I'm like, yeah, I could have used that at the top so I knew what was going on, not scrolling infinitely to try and figure out what's happening. Um, look, we, it's fine. It's just like social media platforms and their algorithms are sometimes really helpful. Like Instagram has a really good algorithm most of the time. And I think you can like, you used to be able, your feed would show chronologically if that's how you wanted it, right? Like that was great. Twitter has always been a really good place to get information. But like, if you're not constantly checking Twitter, which I'm not because I'm sleeping in the middle of the night, then I wake up to like chaos because my Twitter feed won't go chronologically. If there's a fix, please let me know. You can message me on my website and I would love to just have an easy fix to this, but like, it's so frustrating. And today was not the first time like it, I was burnt by it. It was just, today was the scariest in terms of like this podcast. So, however, so that's my little rant. Good vibes to Prince Philip. But then like the queen just knew the world needed some good news. I think I stole that from somebody, but I don't remember who, but it was like a royal reporter or someone on Tumblr. Um, But anyway, they, Buckingham Palace shared the video of Queen Elizabeth with the South Australian authorities um, and her like virtual unveiling of a new monument of her um, that is in Adelaide. I think that's where it is. Um, And it was just cute. And like, I like that we're seeing her more. Um, especially given the circumstances, like that's been really, really great. Um, so I just like appreciate that on a very selfish level. Like I love seeing her and I love that she's back and like, obviously it's modified. Of course it is, but like, I love that. So, um, that is what was going on in the UK. Um, and now I am going to pull up the court circular, um, just to get us up to date. Okay. Oh, I saw it for a second. Sorry. This is still really hard to, um, adjust to and finding the court circular, but I got it. Um, okay. So it looks like there wasn't much happening today in person. Uh, well, there was nothing happening publicly in person. And then The only thing on the court circular is the Duke of Cambridge held several phone calls. One, two, three, four, five, six, six phone calls with NHS staff. Um, 
about probably vaccinations. I don't know. He does these like once a week where he'll have like a series of phone calls. Um, I was working on engagement counts that I put up on the dailyroyal.com today um, for like the month of February. And William had so many because I count each individual court circular entry as an event. Um, and like he just had so many events because he had so many separate phone calls. So I don't know. I found that kind of interesting, but, um, anyway, just kind of a side note there. So that is what was going on in the UK. And now we are going to move on to Denmark. Denmark and now we get to talk about them again that seems very bizarre um so also in terms of like counting events Denmark had three last month three technically four but only three were on the website so I only counted three because they only showed three on the website that's what I count off of um okay so today well I think it was today um, Crown Princess Mary unveiled a new defibr defib defibrillator. Yep, that word is impossible for me to say, apparently, um, at Amalehaven, which is like a park. Um, and it's a highly popular location for locals and tourists alike. Um, and so Mary is patron for like the Danish Heart Association. Um, and was kind of instrumental in getting this specific defibrillator uh, placed because she wanted it to be in a, a so, uh, large social gathering spot um, in case there were any medical emergencies there, which, like, what a Danish thing. I love it so much. Um, but... Here's why I say I think it was today. They posted about it today, but they didn't put a date. Like they didn't say today or anything. It just like appeared out of thin air. And I think I'm so used to mask mandates that like she didn't have a mask on and she was close enough to one other person. Now it's one other person. So like, I get that and they were outside. So maybe masks aren't mandatory outside. I don't know Denmark's laws. Um, I, I know mine. Like, I don't know, I don't know anybody else's laws. Um, I know in Spain, like you have to have your mask on literally any time. And it seems like the Netherlands is kind of the same. You have to have your mask on unless you're, I don't know. I don't understand the Dutch laws. Um, but I, so I don't, I don't know. I'm going to check one other thing. Plus I need, I wanted to check something else. Um, we'll see. Maybe it's on the calendar for today. Okay. 
No, it's not. Okay, I don't know. However, you guys, I want to point out, there are three scheduled events in the next two weeks for the Danish royal family. Okay, some of them are not really, you know, anything. One of them is not really anything, but, like, there are two in the next two weeks for, um, that are, like, actual events. So, March may be a little bit better for the Danish royals. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, I'm excited for the prospect of having more than three events for the Danish royal family. So, that's what's going on in Denmark. And now we are going to skip uh, the Netherlands, Norway, and Spain because none of them had events over the past three days. Um, there is nothing scheduled for King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima until the end of April. I'm sure that will change, but as of right now, it has not. Um, and with Norway, we start back up tomorrow. In Spain, it's rare but they do take like a day off a week and usually it's on Fridays like but it happened to be Monday this week so you know sometimes they, they tend to have four-day work weeks it's just sometimes most of the time it's in the middle of the day or like Felipe will have a day off and Letizia will do something or vice versa so not usually are they together but um they were today they had the Monday off so that moves us to Sweden. So let's go over to the Swedish royal family. So we are finishing off with the Swedish royal family. Um, I realized that this has been a short episode, so I was originally going to record something yesterday to like start my Monday through Friday schedule today, um, but I'm just going to carry on this week, um, and then there won't be an episode up on Saturday, and so that's when I'll start. Um, is next Monday officially, um, just because there was literally nothing to talk about over the weekend, um, except for a couple of key things, but like it would have been a 10 minute episode. Um, but anyway, uh, in Sweden, there was nothing on Saturday. On Sunday, some new photos were released. Um, so I don't know how I missed this, but like at some point this happened, um, Crown Princess Victoria was voted one of the winners, uh, for the 2020 one, I guess, Gay Gala, uh, hosted by the newspaper QX. Um, and so normally this is like a ceremony. I think she's been to one. I don't know if it was the same, um, event, um, which sounds super, um, you know, all gay gala, all gay events look the same, which they do. Um, but they don't. That's a generalization. Um, also, I feel like now I should preface, I identify as a lesbian, so I'm not being judgmental. I'm being petty um, because uh, people like to generalize us. So I generalize too. 
anyway, um, but I don't, I don't know if it was hosted by the same magazine or not, but she was like given a 10 minute round of applause. The gays love her. Um, and that's because she has like decided to publicly be, um, super pro whoever you are. Um, like she just is, she just is super supportive. Um, and so in, you know, gratitude for this award, she wrote, um, kind of a letter for this edition of the magazine that came out, I guess on Sunday or on March 1st, maybe. Um, and so with that letter, uh, there were also some photos released. Um, and these photos are possibly some of my favorite of her that I have ever seen. Um, her, like last year's 10th anniversary, 10th wedding anniversary photos were pretty great, but like, I don't know. One has Rio the dog in it, who I just like am coming to love. I also love that they're throwing him in all these pictures. Uh, Oscar's birthday is tomorrow and I'm sure Rio will be in some of those pictures, but like specifically the one with Rio in it is just really cool. Um, and then, I don't know, like, I just, I love this. I love, like, her support for this. So in her letter, she um, writes, like, therefore it is now especially urgent that we continue to work every day for a world where LGBT people are given the opportunity to live in freedom and without oppression. A world where you can be exactly who you are and be proud of it. Like, that is why the gays love Crown Princess Victoria. Because she just is like, no, you are who you are. And, like, be proud of it. Like, that's it. Like, I'm proud of you. Be proud of it. Um, and I just think that's really awesome. And something that I do think is more... Like, it's definitely more focused in this generation of royals. So, like... Victoria, Frederick, Ackham, but also, like, King Willem Alexander, um, King Felipe, uh, like, the, I'm trying to think if, like, King Philippe has done anything, because he's, like, in a weird hybrid generation, but, like, I don't know, like, I'm sure they have, I just am not remembering any. But, like, that is specific to the younger generation, and of course it is. Like, I understand that, but I love it all the same, and especially coming from, like, future monarchs or even current monarchs. Like, it's just so awesome, and I just think that it's really great that, like, Victoria is continuing to get recognition, but also, like, continuing to show up and do the work and, like, help this community, too. Um, so... That is what was going on. There is nothing scheduled for any of, like, I call them the top four. That is not, like, a determination. It's just a really easy way to say King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria, and Prince Daniel. Because it gets kind of wordy. Um, 
there is nothing scheduled for them for any of them this week so far. Um, doesn't mean that things won't pop up, but as of right now, there is nothing scheduled. So we'll see what the week looks like in Sweden. Maybe they're on a holiday break. I don't know. Um, I'll probably look into that a little bit, but I don't know. Um, so that is what was going on. And that brings us to the end of the episode today. So I will talk to you all tomorrow. Please be sure to like and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Uh, Check out thedailyroyal.com and the Daily Royal on Instagram where I have pictures and descriptions and sometimes video of everything that's happened throughout the day. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye.